In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. This is Dan the Dad, and you should listen to Raw and Order, or uh, you're grounded. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Booking Institute, your weekly source for pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent Cafe. What's going on, man? How are you? Erectile dysfunction. What? Hi, bud. Um, yeah, no, Blue Chew. Hashtag not sponsored, but there's a podcast in wrestling. You you already should know Blue Chew. <laughs> Blue Chew's the answer. That's the that's the answer right there. We got it. Um, no JLB this week because he had maybe. to work late, and and um, I mean maybe he'll show up because it's now it's now after when he would have gotten off work. Um, because we got the L and... we got distracted because we're nerds. And, you know, I mean, there are lots of reasons. I was running a little bit late already, and then we got talking about Star Trek and uh, and then cards and stuff. And so so what? we do have Ambrosia in the chat. Um, and someone got their Kenny Omega card. Now, when I open the other AEW decks, I'm going to be really mad. If you really, get a Kenny really Omega. If I get a Kenny Omega. In fact, I'll keep this one, and I'll probably... Give that one away to one of our lucky subscribers. You should start hoping. Knocking on wood out there. You want that Kenny Omega card? Um, I also have a set to open. A set to open? That doesn't look recent at all. No, it's almost like it might be from 2017 Women's Division cards. What? What? Yeah. It's in cardboard. It's like it's in made in 1992. Cardboard. Never, oh, well, the box looks a little mutilated, but I don't think it's ever been opened from the looks of it. Yeah, you can hope. So, that'll be exciting. Uh, featuring fan favorite superstars from Total Divas. This will be probably our worst. Yeah. Hey, Dr. Strangehair, thank you for resubscribing for your third month. Three months? What? Have we been doing this three months? Three. Um. So yeah, no, we we were we were distracted talking about Star Trek because while we're we're wrestling nerds, we are also just nerds. nerd nerds. I'm nerds. less nerd than you, but I I guess I use it in different areas because I'm pretty nerdy about some things that you aren't well, nerdy about. I'm I'm a big fan of uh. Do you know who? Oh, well, I'm talking. Talking about uh, Star Trek, Will Wheaton. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh huh. He, um, at a, um, here it is. Um, at a, um, at a convention, he had a girl stand up. This was like a decade ago. Um, if I can find even a date in close to it. He posted about it on, uh, 
on his his website and uh she asked what it was what it was like no a young woman how to explain to her newborn daughter why it was awesome to be a nerd and uh, uh give me a second yeah, there's a transcript out there and i gotta see if i can find it um here we go uh and and ultimately you can find the video online i highly recommend you you um watch it but he he told the the woman to put up her camera and record this so that she could play it for her daughter as her daughter got old enough to understand uh and so he said hi my name is will wheaton it's 2013 and you've recently joined us on planet earth so welcome i'm an actor i'm a writer i'm a dad your mother asked me to tell you why it's awesome to be a nerd, and it's an easy thing for me to do because I am a nerd. I don't know what the world is going to be like by the time you understand this. I don't know what it's going to mean to be a nerd when you are a young woman. For me, when I was growing up, being a nerd meant that I liked things that were a little weird. It took a lot of effort to appreciate and understand. It meant that I loved science, that I loved playing board games and reading books and really understanding what went on in the world instead of just riding the planet through space. When I was a little boy, people really teased us about that and made us feel like there was something wrong with us for loving those things. Now that I'm an adult, I'm kind of a professional nerd, and the world has changed a lot. I think a lot of us have realized that being a nerd is not about what you love, it's about how you love it. So there's going to be a thing in your life that you love, <clears throat> and I don't know what that's going to be. It might be sports, it might be science, it might be reading, it might be fashion design, it might be building things. It might be telling stories or taking pictures. It doesn't matter what it is. The way you love that and the way that you find other people who love it the way you do is what makes being a nerd awesome. The way you love that and the way you find that other people who love it the way you do is what makes you a nerd. Defining The defining characteristic of being a nerd is that we love things. Some of us love Firefly, and some of us love Game of Thrones, or Star Trek, or Star Wars, or anime, or games, or fantasy, or science fiction. Some of us love completely different things, but we all love those things so much that we travel for thousands of miles. We come from all over the world so that we can be around people who love the things the way that we love them. That's why being a nerd is awesome. And don't let anyone tell you that the thing that you love is a thing that you can't love. Don't anyone ever don't let anyone ever tell you that you can't love that that's for boys or you find the thing that you love you love them the most that you can and listen and this is really important i want you to be honest honorable and kind i want you to work hard because everything worth doing is hard and i want you to be awesome and i will do my very best to leave a planet for you that you can still live on um and the the big point of that is the part i'm a firm believer that being a nerd, just like he said, is not about what you love, but how you love it. And you can be a pro wrestling nerd, which I definitely am. Oh yeah. Um, and and you can and so you can have a podcast. You can travel all around the state, and hopefully someday we'll be able to travel all around the country to talk to other people, um, and be with other people who love pro wrestling. But I mean. Anyone who drives any amount of distance to go to an arena full of 
2,000, 4,000, 10,000 people. Gross. 40,000 people. Yeah. Of, of, of questionable. At least a reasonable proportion are going to yeah, be gross. Of, of any... questionable hygiene, you know. <laughs> um, uh, but your travel uh, in any distance and and to go to an arena and watch a, sh- a show with anything, that's being a nerd. And that's not just football or the, not, not just wrestling, but football, right? If someone, we see those stories every February of that, these people who've gone to every Super Bowl, Super Bowl right? Those are Super Bowl nerds, right? Um, we all know someone who goes to every game of a certain team um, or home and away or just home home and away or just the home games because they just can't afford to go to the away games or uh, those are that team nerds or or that sport nerds right Uh, if you would eat ramen for a month to be able to enjoy the thing that you love that's a really good sign regardless of what it was if you would eat just the worst not tasty, non-nutritious food to be able to have yeah. the money. To I don't do even it. think it necessarily needs to go quite that far. If you would rearrange your entire schedule, yes, just to go to this thing, then you're a nerd for that thing, right? If you would adjust your wedding day <laughs> because um, it happens on that day, yeah. Uh, you know, and so there, there are absolutely football nerds out there. There absolutely are basketball nerds and baseball nerds and soccer nerds and hockey nerds. Um, and there may even be hockey nerds that are often on this podcast, you know? Um, and I, and I know that because, uh, JLB likes hockey. Not, um, he's not as, he's not as much of a nerd for that as he is for other things. We mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there are mer- movie nerds and television nerds and sci-fi nerds. And also, and the thing that it's the one thing there I wish Tetris nerds, hey Ambrosia. Uh, the 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 one thing that I wish um, Will Wheaton got into a little bit in that is that you can absolutely be a nerd for more than one thing. Nerddom isn't just about being entirely about one thing. Because I'll point out, like I've got a bunch of wrestling stuff behind me. Right, wrestling figures and 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 programs and autographs and everything. But I'm also going to point out you might not be able to tell uh, from this, but right up there is a signed George Brett baseball. Um, and then all around it are Funko Pops from various different movies from my youth. Uh. And then, oh, that's Malcolm Reynolds right there from Firefly. That's Rorschach from the comic book Watchmen. Um, there's Scott Pilgrim uh, over here. Oh, that's Napoleon Dynamite. And there's Napoleon and Pedro next to him. Um, I am a nerd for a lot of things. I am a big old fucking nerd. Um, I'm a big old fucking nerd. Uh, who every year goes and buys himself a new hat for a football team that sucks. Um, because the first season that he didn't buy them, buy a new hat for them by the start of the season, they really sucked. And so his 
fucking nerd brain decided that he's the reason because he didn't buy the hat in time. And that's obviously true. It's obviously true yeah. because they they haven't had a sucky season since. Correct. Then. Correct. I mean, uh, for my team, the good luck charm happens to be Tua this year. Yeah, they they tried their hardest to <laughs> to make sure that he make didn't sure he play. wouldn't be. But uh, all the games that he's played, they win. The games that he well, barring the Cincinnati game where he went down the second time, it was in the first quarter. So. They lost that one. Anyway, um, so it is a fantasy booking night. It I do is. have my fantasy booking. I also have my fantasy booking. Would you like um, me to go first or second? Well, uh, mine's going to be relatively in-depth, and I have to modify it since it's just the two of us, because originally I was going to uh, do it away between you and JLB, but with no JLB here. Um, so is yours going to be in-depth or... It's relatively non-in-depth. Okay. It's, it's, in fact, it is it is one single match. One but single it's a match that would take a little bit of work to build to. Okay. Well, okay. Let's, let's start with yours uh, today, because like I say, mine's going to be relatively in-depth. Um, all right. I'm going to pull... I'm going to bust out these cards, go through all 40 of these real quick. Let's do it. Um, and mine is women's wrestling related, so it's kind of fun that these cards are the ones we're opening. And and was that like a set or was that one set? One, so it's a full set. A there. box. It's a box with forty cards in it. It may not cards. be. Um, I don't know. Forty sounds about right if it's entirely women from twenty seventeen. So this one is No Mercy. It's a No Mercy Nikki Bella, and it exemplifies when she beat Carmilla at No Mercy. This is uh, this is uh, Charlotte Flair. The date on it being 12-16 of 17. I'm sorry, 12-18 of 16, sorry. And this is when she beat Sasha for the women's title in a... 30-minute Iron Woman match. We got Mickey James, 117 of 17. And this is when she was unmasked as La Luchadora. This occurrence is from NXT. It is Nia Jax beating Bailey on 518 of 16. This is a icon card. WWE Miss Elizabeth. R.I.P. This is a SmackDown card. This is a announcer's card for Dasha Fuentes. Who now is an announcer for AEW. Uh, this is that wonderful dancer that went along with Fandango on Summer Ray. A card it'll be tough to keep away from Smarks. Alexa. And her fr- Frankie. Yep. Freddy. Freddy here. Frankie. I am <laughs> not 
Working with a full deck tonight, I think. <laughs> An NXT Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. Asuka. We have an event card. This is Carmelo wins the Women's NXT Championship. Number one contendership. Carmelo. She obviously... I don't know if she ever won the NXT Women's Champion. I don't, I don't think, think she, she did. did. And that's 113 of 16. Ah, back to the gimmick that we love her so much for. Her debut with Sanity, Nikki Cross. That's a fun card right now. Yeah, right now, since she's back to that. That's very fun. Full circle. 7-25-2016, the day after my birthday, Sasha Banks defeats Charlotte Flair on Raw for the Raw Women's title. These and are fun lost, cards. And then lost it the immediate next match. Oh, Not no, that yes. night, but the yeah, next no. match. These are fun cards. Just they, they illustrate certain events. I kind of like these. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair slaps her father, Ric Flair, on Raw. And Understandable. That's from I get it. 12, yeah. 5 of 16. Um, defends their title in a steel cage match, 117 of 17. Who do you think this woman is? Alexa Bliss. I was about to say Alexa, but I, I had to I had to do my math. A Divas card legend, Eve Torres. Wrestler superstar card, Carmella. Back before her gimmick sucked. And that's her SmackDown card. I, I hate her current gimmick. Yeah, I don't like it either. I loved uh, Mella. Was money was a great one. Mella's money is good. The Jersey Princess of Staten Island. Nia Jax, raw card. Ooh, this is a moves card. This is their their move specific card for Alicia Fox, the Northern Lights Suplex. The not so exciting. K2 performed by Kelly Kelly. The Mickey DT. Mickey James. These are all move cards here in the middle. This is Bree performing her husband's move. The Yes Lock. These are a fun set. Carmella's. Actually innovative move. Code of silence. Mm -hmm. I don't know why she doesn't use that more. No clue. That should be something she does. A WWE Legends card. Judy Martin. The Legend card. This one's fun. Can you figure it out? Because I know you can't read it. A Lunder Blaze. Yeah. Gotta love a Lunder Blaze. A superstar card for one Sasha Banks. That actually, that Lunder Blaze 2017 was about the time that she re- finally reconciled with Vince. Yep. So that might have been 
part of the deal. Well, the first appearance by her in a card form. Another Brie. This is her superstar card. Brie oh, Mo. this one's exciting. So, it, former NXT star, former WWE star, current AEW star. This is Ember Moon in this mm -hmm. format. Yeah. Obviously, not in AEW. We got Mrs. Bray Wyatt. Jojo. I only say Mrs. Bray Wyatt because she was never an in-ring performer. Mickey. And in 17, she was still considered a superstar, not a legend. Nobody's Mina, then. Tamina. Tamina. This will be interesting. So this one, this card um, is also a wrestler who's since returned and performed and maybe has performed then, but was retired at the time. And so it is, in fact, a Legends card. I'm going to flip it over. It's Beth. Beth Phoenix. Uh, event card. We have 10, 8 of 15 at NXT TakeOver Respect. This person beat Sasha Bailey in a 30-minute Iron, Iron Man match. Sasha Banks, sorry. That's Bailey. An event card defeats Billy Kay in their debut match. 8-20 of 16. Ember Moon. Ember Moon. Returns and leads her team to victory at SummerSlam. 8-21 of 16. Nikki Bella. Is that the first Nikki in that set? I think that was. Uh, no, I think the very first card was a Nikki, wasn't it? Yeah, the first card was a Nikki. Oh, it was the first card. when she beat Bella. Yeah. We've got defeat Sasha Bank for the Raw Women's Championship in a Hell in a Cell match. 10 30 of 16. Charlotte. Mm -hmm. We have admits to attacking Nikki Bella. Natalia. I don't know that I'm all that excited about that. Did she say, I did it for The Rock? <laughs> uh, an event card debuting on NXT. Man, she moved to the main roster fast. Uh, 825 of 15. This person beat Becky Lynch. Debuting on the roster. Um, I'm sorry, she beat Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Dana Brooke all that night on NXT. Um, currently in WWE, was not for an extended amount of time. Tennille Dashwood. Emma. Mm -hmm. We have the worst women's champion of all time. It doesn't say that on here. It says a Legends card. It's Kelly Kelly. We have the second worst women's champion of all time. Natty Nightheart. And that's her superstar card. And we have another Emma card, superstar. And this one, she actually dresses like Tennille Dashwood. So this is Emmalina. <clears throat> Lena. 
This I like that sequence of cards where they have certain events that happen. That's kind of a fun set. So, my challenge for tonight. I'm going to bring you back on screen there, big guy. No! <laughs> my challenge for tonight has to do with women's wrestling. Uh, you might have noticed today that there that um, after this week's announcement that there would be a um, a war games match at upcoming events. Um, Yo Sky is going to be in that war games match, and up until last year, um, we had somebody else who did a similar thing in women's cage matches. Yo Sky has been in every single WWE war games match for women, and up until last year. One Sasha Banks had been in every single WWE Women's Hell in a Cell. So my challenge to you, sir, is to book an EO versus Sasha cage match using the current state of events, meaning that Sasha in some way, shape, or form has to be hired, EO has to be fired, and they have to have some type of cage match. You can have Hell in a Cell, you can have... Um, Three, three levels of doom. You can choose however you want. EO versus Sasha, title involved, can be on any brand you want, but they have to, you have to take the current state of events where they're at and book it to that match and obviously book the match. Doesn't have to be extensive, but you got to tell me, does Sasha come back? You got to tell me, does EO leave? All that type of stuff. Where, if EO leaves, where do they both land to do this? Is it just an indie circuit thing that we randomly get and we go, I don't know. Is it going to be in a Punjabi prison match? Because there's never been a women's Punjabi prison match. Thank God. <laughs> Is it going to be, um, you know, any, any variation of that? A dog kennel from hell match. <laughs> Are you inventing like like Eric Bischoff did the Elimination Chamber? Is it going to be the Lions Den match? You get to pick, but it has to be some type of cage structure, and it has to be those two wrestlers, and you have to get them back on the same company together somehow, preferably for a title. I'm gonna come off screen and let you do your thing. Trying trying to figure out. what the best way to do this is. I mean, I could have done the turkey fight. You sure could have. Gotta be honest, I was expecting it next week, so. I will be at Mickey's Christmas party next week on Tuesday. So, no, I won't be joining it. I might join in to show you Mickey's Christmas party and then stop and, you know, go enjoy Disney. I'm just trying to think of how I want to do this because, in all honesty, as of right now, I don't expect Sasha to be back in WWE. Nope. Um, sure don't. 
I know there's still a lot of speculation that she's still listed on the internal roster, yada, yada, yada. Um, I think, I think things are broken enough between them and it does not look like. I think whatever happened that they did, that it was not resolved a month and a half ago. Yeah. And um, there's been no movement since as far as not. Yeah. And, and more specifically, I don't think trips has put a lot of focus on it. You know, it, it sounds to me like. He's basically given up on mending that fence. But I also don't see them cutting EO Sky anytime soon. No, I, I understand. Um, that, so, that's the difficult so, part of the fantasy booking. So, so I'm trying to decide how I would do this. If you want to open a forbidden door, you're more than welcome to. Give it is it. fantasy booking. So, this is going to happen in a roundabout way. Okay. Um, we know recently that uh, Shinsuke Nakamura has been approved by WWE to wrestle in a Tokyo Joshi, to, Tokyo Pro Wrestling Noah, excuse me, match. Against the Great Muda in his final tour. Um, I think that it only makes sense for them to also approve a few women's wrestlers to wrestle in a Tokyo Joshi Pro wrestling match. Pay-per-view, we could even call it. Um... So I'm thinking, I'm thinking a, a a Tokyo Joshi Pro, which is a sister promotion to Pro Wrestling Noah and DDT. Um. So I'm thinking, uh, they are building up for a a cross promo Forbidden Door sort of thing, um. With it, so they're gonna send a few of their stars, 
they're going to have a invasion angle of damage control into Tokyo Joshi Pro. Okay. Uh, they're going to come in and they are going to do a... It's not going to be just like a one-off match. It's going to be they interfere in a couple of promotions, a couple of episodes, shows, uh, interfere in some matches, um, eventually setting up a few matches for a pay-per-view, uh, including a match... Where, um, like, have a, a really great match with, like, Bailey versus, uh, like, <laughs> Bailey versus Maki Ito would be fun. She's a freelancer, so she would work there. Um, anyways, uh, but then one of the final matches would be uh EO Sky um putting out an open challenge to prove that WWE is better. Uh and her challenger, she's be like you can even pick the the what do you whatever we call it. Stipulation. My brain's still not working at a hundred percent telling you this um and it's a whole it's a whole swerve because it's to prove that wwe is better and then both of the people in it are mostly associated with wwe i think it's still it's not that that sasha is part of damage control i think it's just a swerve from a standpoint of uh wwe is not gonna allow a tokyo joshi wrestler to show up one of their people uh but a freelancer a totally unaffiliated sasha banks could so you can have sasha and then it still makes wwe look like the strong promotion even though she's not signed so uh a cage match in tokyo joshi pro in tokyo because you know that makes sense uh, did I, I gotta check here? I don't think she ever wrestled. I don't think Yoshi ever wrestled for Tokyo Joshi Pro. I don't believe so. I really would have put Yuka Sakazaki somewhere in there, but she also wrestles for AEW, so I know for a fact that. WWE would not let that happen. So, so EO Sky versus Sasha Banks. Traditional cage match with the rules. Uh, probably traditional cage match. I don't think they typically do cage matches over there, so it would still be a spectacle. Um... I do like the idea of her taking Eo's feet away and making it a straight bar, like Hell in the Cell. Mm-hmm. What was the one that we saw recently where there weren't any ring ropes? Um, was that that Lions Den match? Lions Den, yes. 
that as a platform, so that would be mm-hmm. again. Um. Yeah, I think you know a straight cage match with a lid that takes a little bit of the genius of the sky out of it, you know. But. And Sasha could even say, this is just like a Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. But that's your company's thing, not my company's thing. Yeah. Even though, in the end, she's not going to that company anyways. She is co- uh, she's making it look as though she's coming back to wrestling, though. Well, yeah, I, that's what earlier today I'd sent to the group. The she'd, uh, her company had filed for a bunch of trademarks, and if this isn't absolute proof of anything, but it looks like um, it looks like her stage name is probably going to be Mercedes Monet. Um. Uh, and that like because she trademarked Mercedes Monet, Monet Talks, Bank Monet, and Statement Maker. Um, so, uh, Bank Monet is like the bank statement. Um, you know, I mean, Statement Maker could be a very mm-hmm. variation on that. So, I, I think, and I say Monet, it's M O N E with an accent above it, if I'm correct. Yes, that was what uh, it said. And, and so I'm assuming it's pronounced Monet, um, instead of money. But Mercedes money, it could be, maybe. Um, and money talks and bank money, statement maker. But those all sound like pro wrestling things, not like she's setting up for a, a movie record contracts. deal or a movie a contract deal. or whatever. Yep. You know, um, because... Uh, she wouldn't need these for a movie deal. Yeah, she could, she could easily be um, Mercedes Bernardo for any of those others. Yeah, so so that's why it it looks like she's now she could be just doing these to protect trademarks for something. You know, I mean we've we've seen that before. Uh, didn't Carmelo once do something similar to that? Or Charlotte? Charlotte did a bunch of trademarks a while ago and it prompted a lot of speculation that she was going to leave and then it turned out and now she's just fine she just wants to make sure nobody can take it from her yeah um but anyways that's uh trademarks can be uh cheaper than than uh the money you would lose on a contract negotiation too Sure would be. You know, you, that's it, the deal. It, you just it get it. Might be sending a message that, hey, mm-hmm. I'm gonna look elsewhere. Yep. Hey, just so you know, I'm I'm doing keeping, this. Keeping my doors open because mm-hmm. I've started looking for other options. Even though they may I mean, imagine Randy Orton uh trademarking the RKO. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's my initials. But you can, because it's his initials, and so WWE doesn't own the trademark on it. Yep. Um, 
Well, or or even uh, more to a point, Jimmy Uso or Jay Uso trying to trademark names similar to Usos, but not the Usos, because the Usos is owned by WWE. But uh, Us might not be just UCE, yeah. um, um, and so doing all that stuff to just send the signal, hey. We're not afraid to start looking elsewhere. And, you know, I... To be honest, even though I'm not a fan personally of some of the things Jimmy Uso does, right? And I think we'd all agree he needs some help in some ways. Mm -hmm. Um, If the Usos hit free agency, uh, I don't care what company you are, you'd be dumb not to pursue them. Correct. You know? Um... Well, and, and they'd be it, it would be a good idea to try and trademark mm-hmm. um, something that at least makes WWE think, is there a chance I could lose these guys? Yeah. So anyway, straight straight up cage match um in Tokyo Joshi Pro. Um this also would be a way for, for Sasha to send a message to WWE A. Listen, I can still go. I'm willing to work with you. But you gotta you gotta come to me a little bit, you know? Um so. Okay. Yeah. I thought I'd keep it simple for you. Yeah. Well, mine's not gonna be so simple. But originally I was gonna put it between you and uh JLB. With no JLB here, it's just gonna I'm gonna have to do it you and me. Okay, so, um, but it's simple. I I sent a uh, image to you earlier today. Um, I'm gonna actually share it up on screen now, so that everyone can see. This has been making the rounds uh, today. Are we gonna do a fake Royal Rumble? Um, yeah, uh, but we're gonna do it back and forth. Here's the deal: this this Royal Rumble came out. This is almost definitely ninety. Nine percent certain this is entirely fan made, um, mostly because like there there are certain things in in this. That I think the big kicker is CM Punk was originally going to enter at number thirty. However, he was attacked by Brock Lesnar with three F fives mm-hmm. and was a- unable to participate. I think that's probably the big one that tells you that this is fake. Um, the biggest thing that tells me that it's fake is uh, they have things timed out to the actual second. In this, and they can't do that, and and that's not something that they have enough control over to do. Yeah, um, there are a few other things. Uh, the fact that this has Brock Lesnar coming in thirty, um, it has John Cena coming in nineteen, Jay White at seventeen, and Matt Cardona at ten. Those are all very unlikely. Matt Cardona less unlikely than Jay White. John Cena is a, is a possibility, um, especially in fact for a Royal Rumble. John Cena could probably clear his schedule and get enough clearance to come in and do a very simple Royal Rumble one elimination sort of thing. I get that. I don't see any chance that Jay White, especially after the run that he's recently had on AEW, um, 
I just don't see that. Anyways, what I wanted to do is this is us going back and forth um, to to book our Royal Rumble, right? Um, just one at a time. We're, let's not spend too much time thinking about it because this is not going to happen one way or another. But we're just going to alternate picks to go through the Royal Rumble. And then in the end, we're just going to say who, who we think wins. And I think we both are already on the same path for who I, I think we're going to be, if we were predicting who wins, right? Um, oh, not choosing our winner, but predicting our winner. Yeah, predicting. Well, yeah. I mean, I think, I think of this, I'm going to just say it right now. I think we're both pretty solid that Cody Rhodes is going to return at Royal Rumble. And win the Royal Rumble. And yeah. the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah. I don't think that that's what I would do if I was booking it. But mm-hmm. there's a particular wrestler I like more than Cody. There is. I think I think just the storyline that they're building up to. I think they planned on Cody winning, winning the, the belt. Rumble anyways. Yeah. Well, I think they planned on him winning the belt before the Rumble, and then with his injury, this is the best case scenario for them. You know, have him come back at Royal Rumble that gets him back into the main event picture right away. Um, anyways. So... Uh, number one, we'll just go ahead and, and just like I say, this is hot shotting through it. So who would you have enter number one? I like that pick right there. I think Seth Rollins is the right, is the right pick for number one. He can go by the bell, which he does in this one. Um, I really like that pick. Yeah. I, uh, I think this is where I think we mentioned before number two. I think that's Cody. I think here, uh, especially with Seth being number one, Cody being number two makes a lot of sense. That was the feud that took him out. It's also so, the best feud in ages. Mm-hmm. And so to have Cody and Seth start it off and fight for the first a while solo, you know. Um, just makes a lot of sense. So number three. Um, Sammy Zayn. Okay. Evens things out a bit. You get a bloodline member in there. That's fine. Um, I think for number four, um, number four is a good time. Let's let's keep this growing a bit. So we got bloodline. Let's bring in uh, AJ Styles. Got a lot of athleticism in there. Mm-hmm. Well, when there's only a few people in there, I think that's a great time for athleticism. When you start stacking up a lot of people in the Royal Rumble, athleticism means a little bit less. It's a good, good time to yeah get in your guy that so. needs to be thrown out easily. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, 
AJ. So that puts us going to number five, right? Number five. Damien Priest. It's an excellent thing. Here's why I think that's really excellent. Because now we've got Seth, Cody, who are both individuals. But then we've got a member of the Bloodline. We've got a member of the the OC. And now a member of uh, uh, the the Judgment Day. Who, who have all and, been feuds with each other yep, recently. That I think that makes a whole lot of sense there. Um... So at number six, I think. Also note that he's not on that list there, which is a problem for that list. Mm-hmm. Homeboy is definitely going to be in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, in fact, I'm trying to look here just to make sure. Oh, Finn Balor is on that list, okay? Yeah. Number 18. Uh, but the only member from that group to be on that list. No Dominic's on there too. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. I always forget Dominic's technically a member. The, the, the I will give Dominic some credit for for Raw last night. The whole thing backstage with him being like the um the the puppy behind Damian Priest, who's got a lot of nerve because he's protected by Damian Priest. Uh Challenging, 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 and then the guy saying, "Okay, I accept a match with you," and then being like, "Oh crap! <laughs> I thought you were gonna go with Damian Priest." Anyways, um, number six. I think this is a good chance to bring in uh, someone maybe a little bit bigger in terms of size. Not that's what I was thinking thing. too. So, um. I don't think it's Braun Strowman. Time, I don't though. think it's Braun yet. I don't think it's Omos yet. But maybe six, you bring in Drew. He's also kind of an independent. I think Drew. We'll do Drew McIntyre there, number six. Seven. Seven, I'm going to bring a callback. Um, a legend. And I think Rikishi is the legend. And that's a good one there. Fits in with the bloodline. Sammy has... I think that's also where Sammy gets eliminated, is Rikishi eliminates, eliminates him. So it's to not make it about the boys doing it, but Jimmy or Jay doing it. I think Jimmy and Jay are in, a, in their own tag team match, honestly. Yeah. I agree there. Um, so... And then he can even do a... I did it for Roman... I did it for the bloodline. <laughs> um, I also think it's good to have a big guy like that where it takes a mass of people to eliminate him. Yeah. Relatively quickly. I think... I think there's a good point to bring in another athleticism. I think Johnny Gargano at number eight. That's I was I was I had him a little later, but yeah, that's that's not a bad move. Yeah. Number nine. Um, Here, zoom in. 
I'm going to bring in Kevin Owens. Okay. Um, number 10. I think this is a good point to bring in another Bloodline member. I think Solo comes in now. Reunites with Daddy. Interesting. And then they actually hug, even though Sammy's already eliminated. Mm -hmm. Sammy can be losing his shit at ringside. What? Hey, number 11. Theory. Austin Theory. Austin Theory. This is a good spot for him. Especially with his new character of kind of being on a Lost tear. in the shuffle. Lost it. Well, and uh, the Monday thing where he just start kind of went crazy. Uh, yes. Just losing it. He can come in here. He can be reckless and careless and eliminate some people. Um, Sorry. I'm drink out. Um, number 12, I gotta be honest, I think this might be one of the places that I think they got the exact right placement as well. I think Braun at 12 is, huh? makes good sense. Sure. Um, big guy right in the middle. If you've got Rikishi there, that, that sets up some good big guy back and forth still. Number 13. Lucky number 13, Dominic Mysterio. Okay. This is a perfect time to have him come in, relieve some of the pressure off of Damian Priest as a unified body. I don't think he gets eliminated by a member of his of his own faction no. like so many others do. Yeah, um, I think actually he he eventually gets eliminated by his father. I think that would be gold. Yeah, by accident by his father that'd be even better. Mm-hmm. Like, or. Or even purposefully by his father, but with a whole lot of hesitation. Like, no, I, I think the way you do it is you have later on. Now, this is just booking this event later on, obviously, because <laughs> Ray is not even in. But Dominic's going to clothesline a larger competitor out of the ring. Um, Ray, knowing that Dominic can't do it himself, pulls the ropes down, and it causes a double elimination. <laughs> I could see that. I could know. Uh... <clears throat> I could also see it being the opposite where Dominic and Damian Priest are teaming up on someone and you have the, the dramatic moment of Ray turn around and see this and debating, should I, should I help? Should I interfere? You know, um, and then it looks like he's going to help Dominic, uh, but then he turns and eliminates Dominic. I could see that being, anyways, uh, but not right away, like you no. said. Uh, so Dominic in at number 14. I think this is a good time to bring in another. I, I thought he was, that was number 13. Yeah, and so I'm moving on to number 14. Oh, okay, at number 14. Okay. At number 14, I think this is a time to bring in Braun Breaker. Um, I like it. Another big, powerful guy. Um, this also could lead to Braun Breaker showing off his strength and being the one who eliminates... Maybe the one who eliminates Rikichi, you know. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. By like by himself sh showing up. By himself, yeah. Yep. I like that. I like that. 
Number 15. 15. Um, is Rick Boogs back yet? No. He uh, he might be back in time for the Royal Rumble. He was at, anticipated to be out about a year. And that would Royal be an Rumble early would, return. Yeah. Would be a little early, but but not outside of the realms of possibility. So. Um, Butch. Butch. They just let him go back to his name. Even even if they just make it a nickname, you know what I mean? Anyways. Um, number 16. Karrion Cross. I think that sounds good at 16. Yeah. Right in the one. middle there. Plus, wasn't... Karrion Cross's like last feud in NXT with Braun Breaker. No, I don't think it was. I had to look up because I thought it was right at the end. It might have been. I might be wrong. It was right before. Yeah. Anyways. Number 17. Ray. It's time Ray. to bring in Ray. Yep. Definitely not Jay White, though. No. No. I don't. I, I'm not even going to put in people that I don't think will be there. So I'm not going to put in Matt Cardona. I'm not going to put in yeah. Jay White. Yeah. I'm not going to have CM Punk be one of these people. I'm not, I, I might have Cena. Yeah. I, the, the Cena is a possibility. Like I said, it's not unthinkable that he could clear his schedule up enough to have a brief five minute long appearance and elimination at you know a Royal Rumble that's not outside sure. of the realm of but uh, I don't think there's a chance in heck It's Champa. Champa was Braun Breakers. That's what it was, yeah. Um But I don't think there's a chance in heck Jay White shows up, period. Right? Nope. I think. Frankly, I think there's a better chance Kazuchika Akata shows up than Jay White. And I don't think Kazuchika Akata shows up either. I I just think that Kazuchika Okada has appeared once on AEW, and it was a year ago. Um, Jay White has appeared recently on AEW, and I think that's going to be the, the stopping point there. Anyways, um, you said Ray, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. 18. Um, this could be a decent enough point for Finn Balor to come in. Yeah. I think that's fine. Then you have, then you have Dominic... And, and I truly think Damian Priest, Dominic, and Finn Balor could all be in the ring at the same time. Yeah, go on a go on an elimination tear. They but they could be the ones who team up to eliminate Braun. Yeah, at number nineteen, coming in right behind there is going to be Edge. And the reason I have Edge come in here is I think that's the that's the way you eliminate. So um, Dominic gets that elimination. Or gets eliminated right here at the at the Finn Balor point. So Finn Balor comes in, 
So Dominic's trying to clothesline a person or whatever whatever that setup is, uh, gets eliminated. Edge comes out at that point, right after that elimination, uh, that double elimination by Ray. Comes out, looks like he's going to congratulate Ray, and then kicks him in the nuts <laughs> and throws Ray out. Because Edge is the ultimate opportunist, even if it's mm-hmm. his friend. Yeah. Um, so then at 20, um, I think, I think this is a good place to bring in Gunther. I like that move. Because we have the entire... Flanked by yeah, flanked by the rest of Imperium. I, I think mm-hmm. they come out to the ring with him, only not get in the ring. Yeah, or at least come out to the the ring entrance with him. Yes, like the people try and stop him, and so they're like, "All right, we'll just stand here on the entrance ramp." Mm-hmm. What it really brings up the option, you know, we've still got ten more entrants, right? We could have Imperium all together in the ring towards the end if needed. Yes. So. Yep. 21. 21. Um, this is this is Seamus coming out and joining Butch. No, this is Ridge Holland. I want Seamus to come in last to that group. Okay. So Ridge Holland. 22. I think that could also be a pretty quick elimination for, Gun- or for Gunther. 22. Good spot to bring in Carl Anderson. We'll do Anderson here. Uh, so now we potentially have Ke- uh, AJ Styles and Carl Anderson in together. Sure. sure. Um, I mean, we're not specifically doing point-by-point elimination, so <clears throat> we could, if we were to go back and do this, have AJ Styles already out, but who knows. Yeah. But having another member of the OC in there makes sense, so. 23. Um, I'll go with the Miz. Excellent. 24. Oh, come on. This is too easy. Well, I'm just like... How cool would that be right behind it? Just I'm debating right behind on, it. I'm debating on whether right behind would be... That's, that's uh, serious stalker setup, man. <laughs> um, I'm also debating on... Uh, having it be a little bit later, but having him already be out under the ring. You know what I mean? Where Miz is in. Uh, yeah, we'll just we'll just go ahead and do it. We'll do it here. That makes sense. 
No music plays at all, just so no you can from under the ring. Yeah. Well, you, what you really do is is this is this is going to be one of the shortest. I, I we're never going to have a quicker elimination. I think than we've had. You know what it's, I mean? It's, you know, two seconds. Uh, I don't. I just don't think it's physically possible to do one uh, much faster. But you have the Miz come. He gets in. He's standing by the ropes. He's doing his little pose. Uh, he turns around, and then Dexter Loomis comes out from under the ring, gets up right behind him. Grabs him, pulls him over the top. Grabs him, him, pulls him over the top, and then they both drop off onto the ground. So Dexter Loomis isn't even in the match, but he's the one who eliminates the, the mm-hmm. Miz. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Uh, you could even... You could even have him technically enter the match and then pull himself out. I, I like the idea of him him even eliminating himself in the process. You know what just, I mean? Just to get just to get the Miz out. So so he comes up right behind the Miz. He grabs the Miz, uh, pulls him and both over, fall backwards over yep, the rings. Over the top rope and out. And then and then you know, they're just on the ground and he, he just Holds him until he goes to sleep and then pets his head for a while. That's funny. 25. Open that back up again. Yeah, I mean, important uh, looking here. We don't have Matt Riddle in yet. We don't have a Santos Escobar. We don't have Omos or Carmelo Hayes. He's NXT, so we Carmelo probably Hayes don't have him in. Right? We don't have we don't have uh, Corbin's a great fit. Corbin for yet. Um, so yeah, he makes a good sense there. Um, those might be the only ones from up above that we don't have yet. So you're saying twenty five Corbin makes sense for me. Have JBL come out with him. Have JBL's music be what plays. Um. 26. I sincerely don't put the rest of Imperium in this match. I just have them there. Twenty-six. I'm trying. I gotta think here for us one second. Because The one thing that we haven't had in this yet. Has been a really good Oh fuck. There's I I just thought of something that if Vince was booking this, I could totally one hundred percent see them do. And so I have to decide, is this something that I see Trips doing? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to talk myself out of it. Because okay. um, we haven't had any real real legends except for Rikishi like 
Kichi's been the only one. And so I'm trying to think of another. Oh, I have one for 27, just so you know. I have one for 27. I think that I I think I've got a I've got a legend to come out for twenty six and not last very long at all. Uh but he mostly comes out for the entrance. I think it's ready for the whole train. Okay. We have the Godfather come out. Okay. And he mostly just comes out for his entrance. Here's the deal, it's like it's it's at least semi-obvious to me that WWE, is, that Trips is leaning heavily into Attitude Era nostalgia in ways, right? Yep. Um, and so The Godfather is a really good Attitude Era one. Bring him out. He's not out for long, you know. Uh, he's mostly there for the entrance and the pop and then... At 27. Charles Wright gets eliminated. Yeah, he's out. 27. At 27, the Bloodlines music plays. Of course, we know that Jimmy and Jay already had a match. So we're a little confused. Mm-hmm. We know that Roman isn't going to get into the Royal Rumble. It is Dwayne The Rock Johnson comes out to the Bloodlines music. <laughs> He has no movie commitments for the, um, yeah, for the upcoming quarter. So, Dwayne Johnson comes out to the ring under the bloodline music. And then he eliminates Solo Skoa while hugging Solo Skoa. <laughs> Okay. He's also going to be the the second to last competitor. So he gets a free shot at the elimination chamber as a contender for the elimination chamber. Okay, so twenty eight. I think you could bring Shinsuke in here. Twenty-eight. I think that's a good move. Um, he can he can be a house of fire and and help eliminate a few people uh, before getting eliminated. He's not going to last forever. Okay. Twenty-nine. Uh, you you have to finish out the uh, brawling brutes. So Sheamus comes out here because Rich Holland's already been out, and yeah. Also, Sheamus might come out here, but he gets jumped by Imperium. On the ramps. So, Seamus is replaced by John Cena. A heel John Cena takes advantage of that spot. He cuts to backstage. John's back there talking with Trips. He's like, well, I can fill in. I can fill in. You need a 29th competitor. I can fill in. So, he goes out there. Okay. So then So it's Seamus replaced by John Cena at twenty nine. So then number thirty. You gotta decide is Brock, is Omos, is it is it MVP, is it 
Thirties. Bobby top. Lashley. I think that's the choice. I think it's Bobby Lashley. That's title contender. That's a legit title contender. So it's Brock, but yeah. Well, I, I just I'm I just I think we're Brocked out a little bit right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm tired of especially Brock at last entrant in blah blah match, right? Yeah. Brock yeah. is the final surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble. Brock is the final surprise entrance in Money in the Bank. Brock is the final surprise entrance. And now I'm done with it. I'm done for now. Right? Let him rest. So I think Bobby coming in, Bobby being number 30, he also have a, you have a powerhouse who can help eliminate a bunch of people, get it down to the final four. Um, there we go. Like I say, I think Cody's the eventual winner. Yeah, I, I think that's a good move. I I like the idea of Brock trying to interfere in Bobby Lashley's entrance, like what they have here. Mm-hmm. I also like the idea of Bobby Lashley putting him down. But. I like the idea of Brock trying to sneak in and throw Bobby Lashley out over the top rope, and Bobby Lashley puts him down in the middle of the ring, and several of Brock's enemies. Attack him so that he can't get up back up, back up again. Because he can't win it. There wasn't an entrant in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I, I'm like I'm fine with them teasing it. Oh yeah, I, I want Brock, the tease. Brock starts to come out. I I would love, especially if they really want to build up to Brock versus uh uh Lashley the the electric boogaloo or whatever you want to call it. You know three to so the third one versus them. Anyways. Um you could have Brock come out to the entrance ramp and then Bobby Lashley come out behind him and put him in the hurt lock. Until um, he passes out. Until he passes out and then Bobby Lashley goes in instead. Uh, and then you've got a feud there with Brock wanting to redeem himself against Bobby Lashley. Uh, actually, you know, it would be let Sheamus make it make his way into the ring, and Brock come out. Cena jump Brock the way Brock has jumped Cena in the past. I'm sorry, have it be Cena who's coming out. That's what you do. Have it be Cena who's coming out at thirty. Um. Brock jumps Cena the way Brock always has. And then Lashley comes out, puts the hurt lock on, makes him pass out. And Lashley, so like a, a triple, I'm taking this 30th spot. All the while, some actual eliminations are happening while Lashley won't release the hold. And Cena's out cold on from an F5 on two tables outside or whatever. Brock's Brock's likability is his hateability. And I'm not saying people love to hate Brock. What I'm saying is that's what we like about him. And I think there's a difference there. Are you there? Yeah. Nope, I froze again. Yeah, you're frozen, but at least on my side, but I can still hear you. I froze again. I'm sorry. I don't know what you heard. I can I can hear you the entire time you're frozen. Okay. 
Okay, cool. Uh, your your Good picture idea. freezes for me, but your audio continues to come. So cool. Uh, okay. As long as the audio still comes through. So anyway, that's fun though. I feel like we left somebody out. I mean, even if you open this up, but I also I think as we did this, we realized this left people out. So, um, I I will point out, um, just to play the naysayer and things, the uh, report that The Rock didn't have any movie or TV commitments for quarter one of 2023 is almost six months old. And since then, he has announced uh, six different movies that are in uh, some form of pre-production, including a Red Notice sequel. Uh, he's currently filming a movie that's expected to go for at least another month, as well as the King Kamehameha, uh, movie that he's in, San Andreas 2, Jungle Cruise 2, Doc Savage, and Big Trouble in Little China. He can go out there to lose. Uh, He also, he also is, importantly, uh, co-owner of the XFL, which will be, um, in its inaugural season at that point. Um... So, uh, um, I, I don't, I just, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, we're, there's fantasy booking and, and, you know, I'm not saying you can't do it or anything like that. I just, I want to temper people's expectations, uh, manage expectations a little bit because people get so excited with this whole concept of the rock coming back and and this is fantasy. And I, but I just want people to understand it is a it is a slim slim chance. Um, I just love the idea of him coming out to the Bloodline music. I get it. Right now, Jesus. According to IMDb Pro, he's also got uh, project these projects in development that aren't to the point of like getting scheduled, but. Alpha Squad 7, Ball and Chain, Joe Henry and the Statesman, Smashing Machine, Untitled Dwayne Johnson Action Comedy, Untitled Larry Hillblom Project, Boost Unit, It Takes Two, Last Resort, Muscle Beach, Racing Dreams, Seal Team 666, Take My Wife, Trescent, Unstoppable, The Anthony Robles Story, Untitled Genghis Khan Project, Untitled Jerry Bruckheimer Dwayne Johnson Project, Untitled Kate Warren Biopic, Untitled Scorpion King reboot, untitled wrestling comedy. Um, and the the I keep in mind those things that I already mentioned uh, were things that he the Big Trouble in Little China, Doc Savage. Those are things that he's assigned to act in, right? Those aren't counting the things that he's signed to be a producer for, um, of which he's got an absolute shit ton of stuff in pre-production right now. The Jansen Direction Directive, which is a Robert Ludlum, I believe, based... Yeah, Robert Ludlum novel storyline. Robert Ludlum did The Born Identity. So the Jansen Directive is a uh, Born Identity sort of movie. Um, which Dwayne Johnson not starring executive producer, not without hope, a documentary uh, that he's executive producer. Four Down, Emergency Contract, uh, Son of Shaolin, Teddy Bear. Um, you know, so he's got 
He's got a lot of stuff on the table. Uh, he may potentially be the busiest person in Hollywood. Big JC, I'm sorry to tell you this, but your no swears did not come through. Do, 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 do. Sorry, guy. Uh, well, let's see here. Let me check. Cause here's the deal: is it comes it comes through on this chat, but it doesn't the the thing doesn't notify me. So let me check and my little thing for rewards requests and um. Do, 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 do. Oh, hold on a second. I've got a, com a rewards request I never actually marked from uh, the last podcast because I didn't get it marked. Do, 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 do. We did a lot of. Oh, look, right there at the bottom. No cursing. So for the next 10 minutes, which will be most of the rest of this podcast. <laughs> No cursing. Starting, we'll give it until the minute break here. We gotta play a game of some kind, right? No cursing now. 33. It's a um, lot easier to do when... when um... Yeah, when we don't have JLB here to mess For it us up. To go, what the is wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Um... Just trying to decide can can I do a guess the wrestler with just you? It's not as much fun, but we can take that that picture down in the this one right here. You can just go ahead. And I took it down. Stop sharing that. I was getting ready to stop sharing. There you Jeez. go. I was doing what a nice multiple guy things. You are. It wasn't on screen. It wasn't bothering nobody. Still drives people crazy when they can see it down below. People being me. People being you. You're the literally the mm. only other person who could see it down below. Literally just you. Last time I, or we could do ten minutes of food talk. Because we could do. Or that could, is something I nerd out about. Is food. Or we could go back to nerding out about uh Star Trek again. We really enjoy making these exactly an hour and a half or yeah. you know, three hours here here's the deal right i'm gonna mention i'm gonna mention star trek again because we were talking about it beforehand um there are currently four star trek series active right now on paramount plus and um five prodigy i wish i could show you how the screen froze for me with your face because it's a turn on to say the least Mm. <laughs> I might do this. Yeah, I mean, not that close, and not so approaching. It was in the I'm middle gonna, of the word four. Am I turning you on? Do I make you horny? Do I make you randy, baby? Randy. Yeah, do I? Mm -hmm. I bet I do. Always, my friend. Always, especially when I talk about Star Trek. Mm. Mm. Track of stars. Enterprise. Warp factor five. Yeah. Anyways, um, 
yeah, no, currently on online, there's Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds, Star Trek Lower Decks, and I think Star Trek Prodigy is streaming right now. Prodigy, they're really being pretty brilliant about their Star Trek strategy right now. Star Uh-oh. Trek Strange New Worlds and, Dis- and Discovery. Are you back? Can you hear me? I've got a lovely bunch of coke. Hello. Hello. There you are. Okay. Star Trek uh, Discovery and Strange New Worlds are both prequel-ish to the original series. Discovery's got twists to it. Uh, Star Trek uh, Picard is a sequel. Star Trek Lower Decks is sort of concurrent-ish, but it's a comedy, animated comedy. And Star Trek Prodigy is actually an animated uh, children's show, sort of. Um, So they're really, I think they've got this really broad strategy to hit every demographic that they possibly can with Star Trek to uh, engage the old fans, the current fans, and then get some new fans. I think that's pretty brilliant. Um, But anyways, you want to talk food talk? I got some food talk to talk about. Wendy's. Talk to me about foods. Wendy's has new sandwiches and sides uh, seasonal. Um, it is the, uh, what do they call it? Give me one second here because I want to get the name right. Do, 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 Wendy's. Because um, they're new. They're new. The Italian mozzarella chicken and Italian mozzarella hamburger. Uh, They're so good. And the chicken today. Um, It is a garlic butter bun. Garlic knot bun. Okay. It is uh, either the chicken or the burger. With a slice of mozzarella cheese on it. And then a deep fried mozzarella patty. And then marinara sauce on top of it. So good. (laughs) Oh my goodness, it's so good. And then they also have the same thing in a hamburger. So... Uh, so yeah, you've got you've got either chicken or burger varieties of that thing. Uh, so good. Um, and then as sides, you've got now you can get the garlic fries, which are just their fries with a, a garlic sauce on top of them that are really good. And then for dessert, they have a peppermint frosty for the season. Yeah, I heard that, that they're doing that instead of uh, the strawberry now. Yep. 
for the season. Um, and frankly, Peppermint Frosty might be my least favorite of the new things for it. Uh, that Italian mozzarella chicken sandwich is great. You can also get it grilled if you want instead of fried chicken. Um, or spicy if you want it. So, uh, but it's so good. Oh. We can also um, comfortably talk about the fact that we hate the first nominee or the first candidate running for president in 2024. Potentially the second. Sounds like Biden already announced, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> well, and here, here's the deal. Biden will likely run. Who yes. Who his running mate, whether he keeps Kamala or moves to uh, someone or... else. Someone else or... Anyways, uh, we don't know, but he likely... And that's not... In the history of the presidency, there have been uh, very, very few times. That... But it's not unprecedented. It's not unprecedented, but it's still unlikely. Most yeah. of the time, the incumbent runs for re-election if with they have the, the option. Person. Yes. Um, and usually and with, with the, the same person. person. Yes. Yep. Um, James K. Polk famously did only one term and just chose not to run again. Uh, mostly because he did everything he promised in his first term. Um, so he's like, okay, fine, I'm done. Bid it. Pull it off. Um, but anyways, uh, but so, so Trump. What a horrible, hor- I mean, the dude just fights with people, just. He does, and I I want to point out argument. Stupid. I want to point out that almost every one of the people he backed for Secretary of State in, in their respective states lost. I can't hear what you're saying. Go ahead and keep talking. Uh, almost every of the candidates that he backed for uh, the House lost. Not all of them, but almost all of them. Uh, his his track record with this election alone. This election cycle. Everything post-2016. Yeah. Three election cycles he's just been horrible with. Well, and my my point is the people he's touched, not just him, but the, the you know, in the actual election, they've all, for the most part, failed. Uh, right? Yeah. You know, governors, secretary of state, house, senate, the people that he backed, for the most part, lost. I mean, right. here's the deal. Some of them closed, the some of them not. Is there's about 15% of Republicans who want him to run. Those are the, the as Biden calls them, ultra MAGA or, or the Proud Boy group mm-hmm. of people. And um, about 80% of Democrats want him to run because, quite frankly, he's extremely beatable. Mm-hmm. Extremely beatable, especially when he behaves the way he's behaved. Well, for about two and a half years. Yeah, i i will I will uh, debate that characteristic on Democrats for one reason. Um, almost every Democrat I know doesn't want him to run, not because we don't want or don't think we can beat him or all of that stuff. Uh, almost all of us don't want him to run because we want him to see him disqualified in the first place, um, and potentially in jail. So, uh, but that's beside the point. That's a different thing altogether. 
Uh, but yeah, no, I think he's he's a bad candidate. But here's the deal: he's a bad candidate from your side, uh, especially. He chooses bad candidates. He chooses bad candidates himself. He's a bad candidate, and most likely, um, you are going to have a battle going on into your primary between him and DeSantis. Likely, I mean, it sounds like Pence is announcing as well. Pence probably, but the I, I right now. Here's the deal. Pence is going to get some of the old guard Republican backing. Yeah, he's right? not going to. DeSantis is, is, DeSantis is the current Republican Party. Yeah, and that's the deal. So here's what you got going into your primary. You've got DeSantis, who will get more backing from current guard Republicans. You get Pence potentially with old guard Republicans. But you're going to get Trump then splitting that vote all around. Yeah, I, I right? think... I think- what what legitimately happens, unfortunately, is if if Trump does run, and he is, if he doesn't drop out on his own, mm-hmm. um, and he loses, then all he's going to do is run as an independent and yep. split the ticket. Yep. And um, if he wins, um, he'll alienate half the nation as he already has. You know. Yep. Yep. I think you're right on both of those. And things. and if he stays in long enough. Yeah, it'll just the the only way I think the only legitimate way to beat him is to have him just get his ass handed to him by one candidate, so that there's not you know seven or eight breaking it apart. Um, you would have felt this way about some of your preferred candidates before um, before Biden became the candidate. You know, um, hey, some of y'all need to drop out so this person has a chance. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, in the end, it's why pri- the primary season exists. But the I the problem I see with primaries, just in general, I wish both parties would understand this more. Is when the public sees you for the first six months of your campaign tearing down people on your own side, yes, um, and being torn down by people on your own side. It's not like they forget it. Yeah, and then now you're the candidate. Yeah, they don't forget that, right? Um, the politicians have to forget it. Mm-hmm. But they don't, I mean, at the end of the day, the public still talks about Kamala calling Biden a racist. Yeah. They, they're, yeah. It's, and the public just remembers, you know, and there's always going to be the those people in the public who are like, I can't vote for, insert candidate because they said insert mean thing about my candidate or um i can't vote for insert candidate because insert other candidate on my own side said something mean about them right and And so trump is a megaphone for that yeah and so i wish both sides would would just come come to a uh a understanding that Putting two or three people in a primary, that's fine. Then then the people on your side can choose the person that they think has the best chance of winning, right? But um, the unlimited ability, I mean, what was there, 22? Yeah. Up against Trump? He had to do two nights of debates. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Um, and so so I think, I think it's, but, but like you said, here's the deal is, if he runs as an independent... 
that's absolutely catastrophic to the the Republican platform for presidency. And, right? and, and that gentleman is not well known for um, losing, backing down and thinking yeah. that it's okay for me to have taken my loss. Yeah, ta- losing gracefully is not his strong suit. Um, no. I also would like to point out... Um, and I think you'll agree how shady this is. I am, I am no supporter of uh, Herschel Walker in any way, shape, or form. I think he was he was a whole, it, undeniably uh, not talking politics or political agenda. Or it's a horrible he candidate. He was a horrible candidate. Oh, he was a, he was the worst candidate they could have put forward in that situation. But he's the candidate they put forward, and he's in a runoff, and he is, you know, potentially the next representative or the senator from from georgia um there's going to be the runoff in december we'll find out whatever but here's the thing uh, i think you will agree uh about trump that's just absolutely fucking insulting um and i would like to point out i did make it past the 10 minutes so absolutely fucking <laughs> insulting. uh mr trump Former President Trump sent out emails to uh, mass emails to Republican donors. Uh, Got a headline. ton of money and didn't spend it on those candidates. Well, no, this is this is just now. This is new, oh. right? Sent out emails to uh, Republican donors, right, saying we need your help to help elect Herschel Walker in this runoff. We need your help, your funding. For Herschel Walker in this runoff, right? Donate money now. Um, if you click that link to donate, uh, whatever denomination you chose, if you didn't look closely, and by look closely you meant you had to click something to see what it was, it was splitting it 90% going to the Trump campaign and only 10% to the Herschel Walker campaign. Yeah. Um, that's, that's fucking grift is what that is. He, he, um, put a lot of those out pre this election Mm -hmm. and got some $150 million in donations for midterm elect for midterm candidates Mm -hmm. and spent 10% of that 15 million on those midterm candidates while another guy you don't like, and that's okay. Um, the super PAC spent $230 million on candidates that they didn't hand pick mm-hmm. that were picked by Trump and managed to get through a primary. Yeah, it's he can win a primary, the dude can win a primary for somebody. The, the thing is, is, he wins a primary for the wrong fucking guy, yeah, Dr. Oz for, for um, Blake Masters for. Uh, uh, yeah. Herschel Walker. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, dude, if you're gonna do it, fucking pick a winner at least. Carrie and Herschel Walker is the best example. Carrie Lake, that was a gubernatorial, but yeah, yeah it's still um, Herschel can't... Walker is the 110 percent best example. Yes, of choosing a bad candidate. A whore, whore, the guy, not... the guy might be relatively likable in person. I don't know, but man, just listening to him talk, you're just like, you are not a senator. Not only is he not a senator, I don't, I would say, I don't think he's a good person, right? 
and uh we we can we can take the the abortion allegations and set them to the side because yes they are allegations there's well and at the end of the day people change so i get that yeah. too but th there's there's some some uh evidence behind them i get it um you know and and yeah people change whatever right but the fact that he allegedly paid for and and more than even paid for physically picked someone up and forced her to go get an abortion, right? She went, she backed out, decided she wasn't going to get an abortion. He picked her up the next day, drove her there, sat in the car while she went and got an abortion, right? Allegedly. Uh, but let's set those to the side. He has a record for, for holding his ex-wife hostage and putting a gun to her head, yep. right? Um that's that's a that's that's on his record that's the, he also uh ran on a ticket of we need to have fathers involved in their kids lives that's what's wrong in america is absentee fathers and then during the campaign it came out that he had three absentee children three children that he was not involved in their lives right uh his own son came out against him during the campaign. His own son, who I think is is is, is not I do not like his son. I don't you know, I I wish his son hadn't had to go through the shit that he did. But uh but that's the, it's it, like in the end it's like he was a bad candidate from day one. If they would have vetted him in any way, shape, or form beforehand, they would have known he's a bad candidate. Yep. Um, well, and then Trump, Trump, the the biggest, and yet somehow or another, he's he is still winning the vote um, of a bunch of ultra conservatives, despite the fact that he literally embodies very little of. What the they evangelical conservative, yes. Um, uh, that said, I think the definition of Trump came out just before the election, and I think that is this phrase right here. If uh, if they win, I think I should get a hundred percent of the credit, and if they lose, I think I don't think I should get any of the blame verbatim. But we know that's not how the media is going to do it. Verbatim, he says, I should get all the credit if people win, and I should get none of the blame if they lose. So you're telling me that if Joe, 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 uh, the, the new governor in Nevada, Sheriff Joe, won the uh, governor, our, our Pagio, our, huh? our pod, our pod Joe, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, that guy, um. If he if he won, which he did, um, that should and and he won on a not Trump pro not a pro Trump ticket. He he should he should get, Trump should still get credit for that. I mean, come on, man! Like you're telling me, DeSantis should be your you're the reason DeSantis won Florida and drug everybody else along with him. I mean, yeah. 
Um, I think it would, in the Herschel Walker, the, like I said, I so much of it is the fact that he got any of the votes uh, despite all of this stuff. I think, I think uh, Dana Loesch, unfortunately for you guys, said the quiet part out loud. Um, Dana Loesch said, and I quote, I don't care if Herschel Walker paid to abort endangered baby eagles. I want control of the Senate. Quote, uh, uh, if the Daily Beast story is true, you're telling me Walker used his money to reportedly pay some skank for an abortion. I don't know if he did it or not. I don't even care. And the hypocrisy of a party being based all around one thing and then just saying out loud, don't they don't care happens. if that happened because the this is more important than you know I don't care if he is morally a bad person I want him in the Senate and we know that most times in politics you're choosing the lesser of two evils and if somebody wants to vote for him based on that then, you know it, your opinions of those lesser two evils that's fine but sometimes you just have to look at your candidate and go I mean, I did in 2016. I said, well, that's not who I really wanted to vote for, but I suppose. You know, and, and I know you did in 2020. He was not your ideal Democrat candidate. I know you did in 2016. It was uh, Michael, Mark May, Mark, Mark, uh, uh, Maryland's governor that you liked so much in 2016. Um, God, it's been so long. I don't Third think the he, last he... one out. Yeah, he didn't make it past the primaries, the guy I really wanted. Yeah. The one that was, uh, it was Bernie, him, and Hillary were the three left. I've got to remind myself who it was because. Um, and then after he was out, I know uh, that your preference you're, you're was referring Bernie. to Martin O'Malley. Martin uh, O'Malley, that's who it was. Who withdrew during the primaries, yeah. yeah. Um, and I know your preference was Bernie over Hillary. Mm-hmm. I, I know this from having conversations with you and listening. And at the end of the day, when you were voting for Hillary, you went, oh, it's not who I wanted, but better than the other guy. So if people are saying that, that's one thing. But to go to your primary and vote for Herschel Walker means you're not paying attention to politics. Mm-hmm. That's what it really means. Whether this stuff came out or not beforehand, you're not paying attention to politics. You're just voting because somebody told you to vote that way. Yeah. And that's a horrible, horrible, horrible decision. Yeah. I mean, I'll 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 point out that um back in two thousand eight in the Democrat primaries, we had John Edwards running, and then stuff came out that was not nearly as scandalous as the stuff coming out about Herschel Walker. Still scandalous. But not nearly as scandalous, right? Is that when he cheated on his wife while she yeah. was in the hospital with cancer? Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, a, a solid leader at one point for vice presidential candidate mm-hmm. for uh, yeah for Brock. Um. Yeah. And uh, when that so came out, yeah, he dropped out. Right. He understood that. 
that this was was too damage, damaging to his chances of winning, and he dropped out because he knew that Democrat voters were not going to overlook that. Is that where our country is degraded to? Is to the point where we're where we're consistently across the board picking the lesser of what we consider two evils. The thing is, I I'm I think I'm making the argument that I don't think we're consistently across the board because in this case, this guy dropped out over over a scandal that was con- considerably less than what Herschel Walker went through, and it, it wasn't even a lesser of two evils, right? He dropped out, and Barack Obama went on. Um. Because he knew that this scandal was was we we had a Democratic senator, represent representative, uh, from Minnesota, um, who resigned from from Congress over a scandal less than what Herschel Walker had. Yeah, and he he full out resigned. It came out, and it was it was nowhere even near the Herschel Walker scandal, right? It was prior to him being in Congress. He was a stand up comedian. You know who I'm referring to, Al Franken. He's actually comedian. already in Congress when that happened. Though. Nope. When it happened, the 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 he was in Congress, but the scandal was from prior to it. It was from when he was on tour. Yes, with, you know. And so that's my point is the scandal happened, you know, the stuff that happened happened prior, right? And then it came out while he was in Congress, right? But I'm going to point out again that the scandal entirely was based off of inappropriate behavior, not criminal behavior, right? Um, and not even moral behavior, right? He was a stand-up comedian at the time on the USC. Uh, USC, what, is it, what do they call it? USO, USO tour uh, over at a military base, and uh, a picture came out that he had that a, a soldier took of him. They were riding in in a uh, Humvee. And uh, one of the the female soldiers had fallen asleep. And in the picture, he is pantomiming, groping her. Um, He is full six inches above her, not even close to touching her. He's looking at the camera and smiling and and everything. He's goofing off, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He did not grope her. He did not assault her. Um, there were no allegations of any impropriety, right? But this picture came out and people demanded that he resign, and he did resign from Congress over it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is way, way lower. This isn't even a lesser of two evils thing. He resigned over this. Um, and yet Herschel Walker has these allegations, 
has these on record and gets voted for, right? That's not a lesser of two evils thing, right? No, I, I, um, I, I'm and blessed so I, that I don't have to vote on that one. Yeah, my, um, my point is I think pretty much consistently over over at least the last 20 years that one side has held their candidates to a higher standard than the other side. Um, you know, we, we've got uh, a presidential candidate who then won president despite being on record uh, talking about using his power to coerce women to doing things, right? He is on record saying, stating that while he was uh, the owner of the Miss USA and Miss Teen USA pageant, that he would just walk into the women's dressing room and they couldn't stop him because he's the owner. Um, and And excuses were given for it. And I think if that same thing had happened on the Democrat side, he would have been out as candidate. They would have forced him to resign as candidate. Historically, we've seen that happen on the Democrat side. And recently, we have not on the Republican side. Herschel Walker is a perfect example. If that same story came up about a Democrat senator pressuring a woman into getting an abortion that she did not want, right? He would have been out as a candidate. Hands down. Yeah. So, anyways. You said bad candidate. He was a horrible candidate. But the fact that he got that far says a lot. The fact that he still might become senator says a lot. You know, there's going to be a runoff. And he might win. And he's a bad candidate. It, it's not lesser of two evils here. Situation. is a bad candidate versus a person that you don't like politically. It will, uh, we live in an interesting time, to say the least. I, 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 I disdain the fact that, this is, that there's, there's, a, there's a segment of a population large enough to support Donald Trump, that Donald Trump could potentially ruin candidacies I'm, of reasonably good leaders. I'm going to say something that I think, um, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that not much of my extended family knows about this podcast or listens to it. Um, and the people that I'm going to refer to definitely don't. I have cousins who live in Georgia. Uh, these cousins uh, legitimately their job for years, for a decade was uh, Christian media was going around and 
making videos about the evils of modern hip hop and modern rock music. Um, that they're rock and roll causing all them problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the problem with society is is that Christianity is not leading the way. And I know for a fact that these people voted both for Trump twice and are probably going to re-vote and already voted for Herschel Walker. I don't know. I, I just... I, I, and, and it boggles my mind. But I know for a fact that these people... Because... The part of the problem is identity politics. And this is really weird for us to do a half hour on on a wrestling podcast. And so maybe we've lost a bunch of listeners now. But <laughs> identity politics is part of the problem, right? People saying, I have to vote for red or I have to vote for blue, right? Rather than looking at the quality of the character, right? Um, because I cannot see in any empirical evidence that suggests in any way, shape, or form that Herschel Walker is the more moral candidate versus Warnock. A I, I, I think at some point you just have to accept the fact that all people reverend. are all people are in some way, shape or form not moral. That's that's I mean we all have to own that part of our lives. Um, that said, I mean, there's a, there's a modicum of malevolence in every human being. Um, our ability to control it is whether or not, I don't want to say we're considered good or not. Um, we're considered, I don't even want to say justifiable because at the end of the day, no person is really justifiable. We all have, like I said, a modicum of, of malevolence. Um, but by golly, sure would be nice to, to not have just vile things from any candidates anywhere, you know, uh, for, for any, <sighs> Tolstoy said it best, absolute power. I think it was Tolstoy, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And boy, our, our leaders as, as, a in politics, have shown the amount of corruption that who was that? Was that Tolstoy? Maybe S-O-L-E-T. I again I think you you can you can give excuses about morality and all of this uh, stuff. This is an excuse, it's just in but general, I think. Again you Lord have Acton. Lord Acton. You have Herschel Walker, a spouse abuser a bad, bad no, I'm, I'm still pointing out versus a actual reverend, a pastor in a Southern Baptist church who's been pastor for 20 years. 20 years as a pastor. No scandal in his past. He graduated cum laude uh, with a bachelor in psychology 
right? Um, he then went on to Savannah State University, earned his Master's of Divinity, his Master's in Philosophy, his Doctorate in Philosophy uh, from Union Theological Seminary, which is affiliated with Columbia University, and then spent 20 years as a pastor in churches. That That should be the recipe for cross-party support. Like, again... You and I both know being a pastor doesn't make somebody a good person. It it does not, but that's where I then point out also, 20 years that. with no scandals. I also don't in any way, shape, or form think that uh, uh, Herschel Walker is a good person. No. So, anyway, back to the food subject. Go to Wendy's. Get yourself one of the. I do it on your cheat day. Uh, I I have to tell you that I don't get a whole lot of cheat days, but I can say that um, I turned my back on DoorDash because they wouldn't refund a portion of something they could not deliver. The restaurant wouldn't deliver, and like I talked to them numerous times, it's like, no, let me point out the ticket and how. You guys didn't refund the delivery fee. <laughs> and so I went to Uber Eats, which meant I didn't have Amigos available at work anymore, which drove me crazy. If you guys have listened before, you've heard us talk about Amigos mm-hmm. and their amazing stuff. Uh, you also know that I am dieting um, and have lost a significant amount of weight, but not as much as I need to. So I lost my salad that I like so much from Amigos. Um Reasonable replacement, they put the rotisserie bites at Dairy Queen on a salad. And those rotisserie bites are really solid chicken. So, um... Have you had them? No, I have not. But I can, can I potentially make your day? What? Um, you are an Amazon Prime member, correct? Uh-huh. A uh, perk of Amazon Prime that they recently... Uh, debuted recently announced discounted Uber Eats. Um, no Grubhub Plus. Ooh, I better. I'll have to see if there's Grubhub on. Uh, uh and I area. know Amazon is of uh, not Amazon. I know uh, Migos is on Grubhub Plus. I will have to see if Grubhub is in my area, then I can just cancel my free subscription <laughs> to Uber Eats for the time being. I was well, here's... infuriated, infuriated with Amigos, or with, uh, it wasn't even Amigos that I ordered, it's just the one I miss. I actually ordered the the jalapeno popper bites from... Uh, um, I, I feel food. like, I feel like you probably will be able to order from Grubhub uh, in your area, um, considering... There are a lot of restaurants in nearby cities. Like Grand Island or something? Uh, Grand Island and Hastings both show on Grubhub. So. Cool. Um, so, and again, because Grubhub Plus is included with Amazon Prime... 
all you have to do is you have to go to uh, Amazon Prime Grubhub page. Where is it? Do, do, do. I can even message it to you. I'll just download the Grubhub app and see if it's available in that town. Yeah. I'm going to share the link, though, because you do have to sign up through... Uh, oh, through Amazon? Through the Amazon to get the thing. But yeah, you get a year of Grubhub Plus for free. Um, Woo! I'm sending it just to you because JOB doesn't need to know about it. It is. Unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders. Sign in with Prime, activate Grubhub Plus, enjoy $0 delivery fees. <clears throat> so, um, that might potentially get Amigos back onto your menu. That would be fantastic. But I'm telling you, I don't... I, even if you only get one cheat day a month, make sure you, you take advantage of Wendy's for that cheat day. This is so good. It was so, so, so good. We almost didn't go to Wendy's for uh, today because the church's chicken here in Omaha opened yesterday. Um, But then... We drove by and we saw the line for Church's Chicken. I'm like, we're going to give it a couple weeks, I think. I I kid you not. There were at least 90 cars in line. I'm not joking. It's a lot of cars. It is a very lot of cars. It was it, it was on this uh, road that goes this um, frontage road that goes in front of a um, uh, Walmart went all the way down like insane amount of cars just in line for and I, you know I'm a church of chicken fan so I'm like yeah I get it but uh I wasn't about to sit in, in that line with a four-year-old in the backseat complaining about why am I not at home. I'm hungry. Anywho's, um, that's enough politi food talk for this wrestling podcast. Uh, the struggle with ADHD is real. I'm telling you that. It is real. Absolutely. Um... Uh, anyways, I, I used my, uh, beard straightener today. That's what looked different. I thought maybe you dyed it. Nope, I straightened it. So it looks, it looks longer than it normally does because it's straightened. And it's kind of weird for me to get used to. Anywho's. But on that note, let's go ahead and wrap things up for the Fantasy Booking Wrestling Podcast. Um, make sure to check out the links in the doobly-doos below. 
uh, wherever you watch it. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. That's the best way to support us as a subscription. And like I mentioned with Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime gets you lots of perks. I'm not sponsored by them in any way, shape, or form, except Twitch is owned by Amazon. And because of that, if you are an Amazon Prime member, you get to one free subscription a month, and you can throw it our way and help us out free, free of charge. Doesn't cost you a thing. You're free, for, you're free, you're free. Except for your Amazon Prime subscription, which, you, let's be honest, you were going to do anyways, right? So, uh, but yeah, uh, make sure to check out all our socials. I've uh, started posting some pictures of my action figures on my Instagram, so you can find that at Raw and Order WBU. Uh, Twitch, TikTok, Facebook, not Facebook, tw uh, uh, Twitter. Instagram, all at Raw and Order WBU, except for Facebook, which is at Pissant Podcast Reasons, all of that stuff. You can follow DA Fabe at DA <coughs> DA Vincent K Fabe on Twitter. Mm -hmm. That's that's it. And then uh, JLB, we're gonna his links are gonna be in the doobly doos. Uh, he doesn't get a big shout out uh, on this because he wasn't here. Despite the fact that he's been been off work for, you know, at least half an hour now. Just saying. Uh, but on that note, we're going to go ahead and close the book. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Uh, hit up our merch store. The links are in the doobly-doos for that. Um, so you can get things like the Those Who Can't Wrestle podcast shirt or the autograph shirt likes behind me or, you know, all the fun stuff on there. But anyways... We're going to go ahead and close the book. Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. Deuces.